cliffcentral.com. Now, when we hear of people who do awesome work, I'm always uh, keen to introduce them to you. And that is what I want to do this morning. I want you to meet Jaku Voigt. He is the part of the catalytic team. He's, um, he's actually the boss of the team there. He and his team have a passion to improve the personal connections between us over and above technology. And I was talking this morning when we had our technical issues at 7 o'clock, how I wish that Yaku was in charge of my technology at home because then I wouldn't have any problems. <laughs> but, you know, technology has become such an underlying motivation for almost everything. And I know that that's the case for the guys at Catalytic too, both internally and externally. They're also behind a new podcast series, which is going to start soon on cliffcentral.com, which I think you're going to enjoy. And Yaku is here to just introduce us to this and tell us about it this morning. So, Yaku, first of all, good morning. Your, your timing is perfect. On a day I have Internet issues and you're the connections man. Hmm. Um, morning. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> well, luckily, it's not our connections yet, so uh, no. we'll, we'll have to make a plan to fix that. No, it's definitely not yours. If it was yours, it would be working. But, you know, Yaku, like we... 100%. Yeah, we look around and everybody needs to have technological solutions to problems. And there are lots of people who say that they can fix those problems. But I know you and your team really believe in, in the human connection. Explain to me why that's important. So, so um, you know, as, as we've had in some of our previous discussions, um, I think it's an illness in our industry that uh, people tend to over-technify things. Uh, we like to sound like we're sending rockets to space, but uh, but fundamentally... The general expectation from, from our customers are that things should just work. It's like you saying this morning, you just want it to work. You don't mm-hmm. need to know why or how it works. It must just work. Um, and, and, um, you know, like we always say, um, we, um, our customers don't thank us because it's working. They expect it. So, so, um, it's, it's, we have to focus on, on connecting humans. So, so there's on, on other, uh, side of a of a telephone call, these two people that um, are fundamentally doing business, and um, and that's that's the long and the short of it. Um, you know how we facilitate the the, the technology or, or or make that happen in the meantime is, is is almost irrelevant to to people. And I think in um, in our in our industry specifically, a lot of people or a lot of uh, service providers, if we want to call it that, uh, miss that point. Um, they, they forget that, that ultimately all we do is we, we facilitate people to, do, to be able to do business. Yeah, I think that's so important. Uh, I mean, what you said just now really struck a chord with me because it happens on this show. So we've been doing shows every morning since lockdown started at the end of March. And I don't think we've missed a single one, but we've had one or two days when there have been technical problems. And guess what? You think I remember the days where everything was fine and we didn't have any technical issues and Everybody was able to listen to us easy. Obviously not. But the, the moment anything goes wrong, I'm like, oh, bloody hell, this connection. And it must be like that for you guys because you could provide 364 days of fantastic service. Everybody's happy. But then on day 365, someone has a bad experience and then suddenly it's all up, you know, it's all gone up in smoke. Everything's, everything's a disaster. Uh, it's one hundred percent that, but but um, you know that actually that actually um, feeds into into our core philosophy that you know ultimately our customers we have to be accessible to our customers, and what we typically say is, is when we engage our customers it's a it's a journey. Yeah. So um, and and I think that's that's probably that's uh, the point that's very different between us and, and some of the other people that we come up against in the market is. Um, 
a lot of our customers don't know that they or, or, or it gets sold to them in such a way where they believe that it, it, because it's, for example, fiber, it's just going to be up for 366 days of the year, and it's not. You know, technology breaks, and um, and and for us to be responsible and and build a long-term relationship with our customers, we actually have to tell them and say, listen. You, you must expect that it's going to break and, and, and we have to understand what the impact on your business is so that we can, um, um, you know, cover that uh, with, with a backup link, for example, or backup technology or, or something like that. So, so it's part and parcel of, of, of being honest and, and engaging customers and walking the journey with them and, and almost, you know, like you say, have skin in the game. You know? So, so we're always on the treadmill to make sure that we have as, as little of those days that, uh, um, you know, our customers can, can be upset with us. So I'm going to ask you a business question because I think everybody in South Africa is curious about this. Yaku, what is, what is the state of affairs in South African internet service providers? What is the state of affairs for infrastructure in this country? I mean, you might have to talk about some of your competitors here too, but I think it would be interesting to most of us because we don't see it from the, from the, the bird's eye view that you have of, you know, we just either have an internet connection or we don't. It's working or it isn't. And I'm sure you you have some insights here that might be really uh, interesting to, to to most of us. So so almost a, almost a side note, and you and I touched on it the other day when we saw each other. Um, mm. I, I think this uh, this work from home revolution or the new normal that everybody is speaking about is um, I think that that's undefined, and I think um, you know my opinion is I think a lot of people are knee jerking, and 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 most probably corporate South Africa d- doesn't have. Uh, a clear-cut view of what it's going to look like in a, in a years from now, uh, a year's time from now. I think a lot of people, um, uh, one of the things I, I constantly say is a lot of people will say, oh, I'm so much more productive now that I'm working at home and this and that. And uh, my my new phrase is don't confuse um, activity with productivity. So so <laughs> I think from that perspective, it's, it's not defined. Yeah. And there's and there's a there's a bit of water that's going to run into the sea for us to know how this thing pans out, because there's implications. You know, it's uh, we might say, well, we've got um, fiber at home, for example, and that enables us to work, and then into load shedding and these these four hours of, of productive downtime that uh, that we that we can't cater for. From an infrastructure perspective, it's been um, these. Uh, so, so we focus on, obviously in a corporate space. Uh, the the infrastructure in a corporate space is is um, comparative to where it was five or, or ten years ago has has come around leaps and bounds, and and um, typically it's become more affordable. The the connectivity space has become commoditized, and that's interesting. You know, when you when you talk the 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 business question, that, that's some of the interesting things that we see is um, is it's fiber has become so affordable that sometimes we walk into a customer and they've got a five hundred meg link. Yeah. And they're super proud of it, and we go, but why do you have it? Um, maybe 100 megas is is, uh, is good enough, and it's like, oh yeah, but it was a good price. You know, it's almost like, uh, you know, I bought the shoes because it was on 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 a, on sale. So so um, the infrastructure is relatively good, and typically when um, when we engage with our customers, we will have uh, um, uh, let's say a cabled or a, or a fiber type connection as a primary um, engagement method. But we will always have some form of wireless or microwave alternative. So, um, you know, stuff break, people, people dig up roads, all that type of stuff. 
Uh, we had a, a scenario in Cape Town when a couple of years ago when it was so so um, dry there mm-hmm. that uh, people couldn't put fiber in the ground because the municipality was scared that uh, you know water pipes were going to break and 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 it just couldn't happen. But in general, um, the, the the fiber alternatives that's available to to suppliers like us is generally good. So so tell me, Yaku, how did catalytic so the Link Africa, the DFAs? How did how did Catalytics start? I mean, tell me about your your business and who you get, who you guys are, who's on your team, etc. Um, so so we were born out of a out of a listed entity called Telemasters Holdings, which has been uh, around for twenty one odd years, supplying mostly voice services. Mm-hmm. And uh, we launched or, or, or we we um, hatched the Catalytic idea probably about eighteen months ago. We launched it at the end of last year, and and part of the reason that we that we came up with the brand and that we 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 um, launched it into the market is is we believe that the market is ready for something different from all of the the usual suspects, and and that's what the name says is we want to be catalytic in our customers' lives and actually make uh, we actually want them to say. Where were you before? You you just improved our life so so much. We almost want to spark that change, and that. and that's why we went to market like that. Well, I mean, the word the catalyst in in chemistry, which is something I know a little bit about. In chemistry, a catalyst is something that helps the reaction happen. It makes the reaction start, and and I think that's amazing. That's because exactly. A, it. I like the name. Um, so, how do you guys do things differently? So, so first of all, I mean, like we say, um, we have to be accessible to our customers. So, what what you see in a in, a, in some of our larger uh, competitors, um, you, you it's, it's layered and, and very hierarchical. So, if a customer is upset, there's no way that you're gonna that you're gonna get uh, to to voice your opinion to the CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. In in our world, uh, I I love engaging with customers. Um, I love hearing from customers. So if a customer has a complaint or a requirement or something like that, and it's not about me, but uh, I'm just making a point of how accessible everybody in the team is. Um, we're team-focused. So um, what we have is we have multidisciplinary teams. So in a team, we'll have sales, project support, technical, all of those guys. Um, and there's a, there's a real ownership. So, so uh, within each team, so we, we look after our customers and, and we honor and we love our customers. So I think that's one of the, the, the differences. And then we obviously we've got a, we've got skin in the game. Uh, the, the way in which we, um, engage with our customers at, at a commercial level, mm-hmm. uh, if we don't perform for our customers, they, they simply just don't pay us. So, so we have to make stuff work for them. We, we don't just have this unilateral, um, engagement where we say, okay, right, you, you bought stuff from me. It's your problem now. I don't, I don't have to worry about it. So, Yaku, what about you? What's your story? And, and where did you uh, get into this world of, of kind of internet service providers and voice solutions and catalytic? How did it all start with you? <laughs> oh, my word. You're going to make me feel old now. So, no, no, uh, go on. I'm old. Um, we can all, we can share this. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I um, I started many years ago. Uh, I must think back now. Probably something like 1997 at a company called called DataPro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came fresh out of uh, out of Bloemfontein, uh, where I studied psychology, n- nothing knowing nothing about the the internet and technology and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I started at a company called DataPro, and we were doing. Uh, dial-up email for business where people had a, a U.S. robotics 
modem and they were oh, dialing oh, up and downloading oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, yeah, they yeah, were cool. dialing up and downloading 50 people's uh, you know 50 uh, people's mail and we had to let our customers know please don't send one meg attachment it's too big you're breaking your connection so uh, yeah, it sounds know. like there were eight people necessary just to go outside and I'm just picturing some huge thing that needs to be like spun into operating and this was what how many years ago <laughs> Nine, uh, don't say it like that let's just go <laughs> with the year 1997 <laughs> god bless so, what we have now so, goodness um, and then and then the evolution of that is is uh, at that stage the from a regulatory perspective only telcom was allowed to to provide connectivity yeah and our first lease line was a 64 kilobits per second um <laughs> link that we delivered to a customer wow. and we probably planned two weeks uh, to implement it and execute it was like a, it was like a major thing and i mean now we bang them out you know, 20, 50 a week, you know, so uh, it's, it's come quite a long way. So, you know, that is amazing. At, at when, day, when you think about, days, people were still, you think people about were still using like a, Windows 95 and, and you were installing them with the, with the floppy disk or, or yeah. stiffy disk. So <laughs> it was, it's many, many years ago. Well, I mean, you think about now, we send each other attachments on WhatsApp that are, Megs and megs big, and and they get delivered, and we don't even think twice about it. And those days, you would pay a fortune to have sent a file that big. You've just reminded me of how far we've come in like twenty years. It's absolutely incredible. All right, so were you always? It's, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. So people, people, when they used to dial up, you had to pay for the internet service, and as well, you had to pay telecom uh, on a per minute basis for uh, however long you were staying connected. So it was. So, so email, email for, for a company of 20 or 30 people could easily yeah. cost 30,000 rand a month because uh, the bulk of it was going to Telcom. My God. No, it's quite, yes. it's, it's quite I'd extraordinary. I'd like to go back to that time and explain like Snapchat to someone like that and go, so, you know, all of the megs used just to send a simple email yeah. in 20 odd years time, people will be using all of those megs to put dog ears and dog noses on their face. Right. I'm undergoing exactly the kind of problems that we were just joking about. This is hardly funny at all. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's happening with my it's internet. Also, so technology has become a productivity enabler. If um, if we had lockdown 20 years ago, if if, the, if what we experienced this year had to happen 20 years oh. ago, people would pack up what the fax machines and um, you know, I don't know and and stamps and uh, I, I don't know. It would I mean it would probably a lot of more business would have just died. You know, that's such a good point, and, and I think that many of us are, are probably relieved that we had to have this lockdown in 2020. If you, if you go back in time, there wouldn't have been a better time than right now, maybe in the future when we've discovered even more ways of connecting. But we would have been screwed. There would have been no way out of that problem in the year 1999 or, or 2005. We would have been absolutely screwed. Most people didn't even have connections that would be able to support video conferencing. I remember when... When it first came out, it was something that only the biggest corporations could afford, right, Yaku? They had these massive screens and they had these incredible server rooms full of, of, of machines connecting to all over the place. And those are the only guys who could do video conferencing. Now everyone on earth is doing it almost on a daily basis and more than once a day. 
One hundred percent, and I, and I think the uh, look look to some degree the 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 availability of of technology also can in a especially in small enterprise we uh, play because there's so many alternatives and options and stuff like that, and that that's part of the reason why I say you know we have a journey and uh, with our customers and we have to take them. Uh, you know, along the road to, to make sense of the technology and simplicate it, which is which is one of our uh, key philosophies. Is we like to simplicate. We we simplicate. Uh, we make things easier. We like to simplicate. That's one of our key values. Is right. is don't don't overcomplicate it. Simplicate it. So um, so that's part of the the road that we have to walk with our customers. But uh, um, I was actually remarking on on Friday to one of our our, our teams here. We've got a customer in Mosulby. Um, and they sell insurance and all that type of stuff, but that it's old school. And mm. and in during level five of lockdown, so we were <laughs> we were um, pushing them along, pushing them along for years. And in beginning of the year, they took uh, one of our, our cloud PBX um, solutions. And then during lockdown, I was speaking to Eunice and Mosselbuy, and he just said to me, he said, "This is wonderful." He says, "If it wasn't for this, his business would be would be broken." And uh, and you know they, everybody just went home and, and they kept on working and he said to me he, he didn't he didn't understand or, or believe that that the technology could be such an enabler for their business so it's it's not the you know the it's like you say the big corporates they're so used to it it's almost like they don't appreciate it for us um, you know in that small to medium enterprise when when you're a customer like that say you know you guys uh, the story that really make it worthwhile and, and, and happiness, you know. So, Yaku, um, just quickly, as we, we remarked earlier on the, on the fact that people are the most important part of this equation, but a lot of um, Internet service companies, like any other service business, and, I mean, we don't use that word because it's pretty. We use it because that's actually what you guys do. When it comes to people needing help, a lot of the people who – and, and we'll talk in a moment about whether it's business-to-business solutions or whether you actually help people in their houses and that kind of thing. But a lot of us don't know how to diagnose the problem, and sometimes we don't speak the, t- the technical geek language that we need to, right? And, and you've got to have guys there, and, and, and I'm sure your teams are, are really well-versed in how to deal with people, but they also need to be able to speak like normal stuff to normal people who don't understand the technical aspects of these things. So, so you just remarked one of my pet hates. Now, I hate it when I hear my people speak technical to our customers because it's unnecessary. Uh, you know, you know, ultimately it's a, it's a piece of string that we have to make work. And, and, you know, like I said earlier, the customer, we, we don't need to go into the technical details. It's irrelevant to, to, uh, to the end customer. And, and, and in fact, I think that's almost like, you know, it becomes a carrot. You might remember there was a, a magician on SABC called uh, Martino and used to go kill your year and kill your daughter and see daughter. So, so sometimes, you know, you know, we, we like to, uh, I always say to the younger guys, yeah, they, they like to think they Tom Cruise with their helmets under the arm walking to the, to the, to the airplane <laughs> and everybody must have everything ready for them. So, yeah. so we don't, we, we, I hate it when we do that because it's unnecessary. Um, and, and that becomes part of the, the, the story that we tell our customers and the journey that we take them on. Uh, a lot of the technology that, that, uh, we make available now, we actually give the customer plain, straight, simple visibility. So in other words, it doesn't become an IT function. Uh, anybody at, at a, at a ownership level or a management level should be able to see what's going on. And, and it, it and it's to do with, 
with making sure that whatever we put on the table for the customer is redone in such a way that if, if one thing breaks, that the, the other um, portion of it just kicks in and it can just work. And and it's difficult because, you know, a lot of the times and, and specifically in a very competitive uh, environment, commoditized environment, and uh, customers will say, yeah, but you know, this guy is so much cheaper and this and that. And we have to do the work to say to them, but you've got to calculate and work out how much it's going to cost you when your business is not functioning. It's, mm. uh, it's one thing to say it's wonderful. We're online now and the new normal and all that type of stuff. But what does it cost um, to have uh, an employee? So we actually worked it out. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're paying somebody 10,000 Rand a month salary, uh, they cost you 125 a minute. So okay. that's sort of uh, the, the business view in which we in which we look at it for a customer instead of instead of technology. For me to come and sit and say, oh, it's this kind of fiber and that kind of this and all that type of stuff is irrelevant. At the end of the day, every single one of us have a business to run, and we've got to we've got to put it into a random thing type type scenario. And that's why um, you know I'm saying I'm not I'm not uh, um, 100% convinced that corporate South Africa knows. Uh, what that exactly what that new normal looks like because if you have a hundred or two hundred or four hundred or a thousand or eight thousand employees sitting at home and is load shedding for four hours, yeah. the the um, cost to to that uh, business is is astronomical. You know, Jeez. so um, you, um, the, 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 it, it might just end up justifying having a head office cost again. You know, you you, you don't know. Sure. And I also think that so many um, of these companies, they, they don't really pay any attention to the the interface with the customer. It's more about just solving the technical problem. And while that's important, people also need to be listened to, you know. So do you deal with businesses or do you also deal with individuals? You mentioned that clients of yours in Muscle so we, Bay. Yeah, so we deal primarily in the, in the business space. So so we service enterprise or corporate customers or business customers. Um, and, and our, we, we play really, really well is in the, in the medium to small enterprise, if I can call it that. So I'd say anything between, uh, five to 150 seats is where we play really, really well. The, the really big corporates like the standard banks of the world and all that type of stuff is not really our, our customer base. We, we like to deal with customers that, that still can learn and appreciate the technology that we can make available to them. Well, it's so ironic that we spoke to Yaku this morning on a morning where I've had uh, interminable internet issues. As I said to him, it's always funny. Like you, you have 300 great days and then the 301st day is a disaster. But this just proves the point. You need to really have someone who's able to help you deal with these things and figure out the problem for you and help you discover what the solution might be. And sometimes you're just not capable of doing that yourself. That's what I realize sometimes. So let's just talk about your, your podcast quickly, Yaku, because that starts in October. And um, I'm, I'm interested in what you guys are going to be doing with this podcast. So, so Gareth, we we um, our our podcast is, is is called Unbundled, and and we we uh, it's obviously early stages. Mm-hmm. I think some of it we wanna we wanna use to just tee up and and uh, and explain to to businesses out there that. The technology is not that difficult and, 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 you know, you need to work with a partner that's got a, a sort of a holistic view and a clear path in terms of how to get there. And, and that's not just trying, trying to sell you a specific product. Um, and then I think as we progress and as we go along, uh, we will, um, get some technology experts in to come and share with customers 
or businesses out there, what are the solutions that's available out there in the in the in the market? And then also, I think um, you know, involve some of our own team to mm-hmm. share some of our philosophies in terms of uh, you know how we view things. Um, and then uh, more importantly, you know, get getting some of our customers to come and share and just talk around what are the general business problems that that people have when it comes to technology and and this digital transformation world that we find ourselves in. Um, and and you know how it can be solved. So I think uh, we we view it as a long term thing, and and we're gonna we're gonna try and make it as as real as we can, so that people know, um, you know, what are the general uh, you know business problems that people have when it comes to technology, and how easy it is to be potentially to solve it. Yeah, I'm very glad. So we'll get to meet your team. Yeah, as well. if you're ever if you're ever strapped for cash, you can get content directly from Leanne Mole. Hey. Yeah, he's he, he's not lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so so Yaku, thank There's you. There's always okay, a well, thing we... that isn't working or something or the other. Yeah. yeah, In fact, you don't want Leanne as a client because most of the time she'll just be, yeah. uh, she'll be phoning up your your team, keeping them busy with absolute nonsense. So Yaku, thank you for for introducing us to yourself and to your team. And I know that we'll get to know you guys a lot better through the course of this series. And I, I would suggest that um, that if you haven't taken a listen to some of our series that we're doing particularly a branded series like this with Catalytic, that these are really a place where you can learn not only about how the industry works, you can also meet the people in the business, and that'll help you to figure out for yourself whether or not these are the guys to help you deal with all of your technical issues, to deal with all your solutions that you need implemented in your company. And Yaku and his team really are excellent people. I've met them a couple of times. They even came to our, our, audio, our offices the other day. Now, who's going to offices at the moment? So this just proves... <laughs> And I love it. Uh, it just proves how things are, are changing back to a kind of normal, but I think we'll still all be working from home for much of the time. And for many businesses, if you don't have these things in place right now, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. As Yaku said, can you imagine if this lockdown had happened 10 years ago? We would have been totally in a mess. So, Yaku, very nice to see you. And uh, that's Yaku Voigt, who's the uh, CEO of Catalytic. You can find out more by going to cliffcentral.com. We'll be launching that series soon. And it's actually featuring all of the people on his team. So you'll get to meet people in Catalytic, and maybe they're the guys who can help you solve all of your technical issues. Like, I need mine solved here at home. All right, guys, thanks very much. Very, very nice. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Cool, Yaku. We'll speak to you soon again. Um, isn't that so, cool? Um, I'll, I'll, speak to, I'll speak to your team later so we can sort your stuff out at home. Yeah, <laughs> We've, we, we've managed, but then suddenly on the day that we have you on, ironically, it starts becoming a problem. But thanks very much. Okay, cool. It's written in the stars, Gareth. It's I written know. in the stars. It's almost like you, it's like you manifested this. <laughs> Cheers, Yuck. He's just, he's just made, he's just moved his hands like he's casting a spell. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com.